0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I am Lee Carlo. I'm here with Chapin Hemingway. Chapin, how are you?
1: I'm hanging in there. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, looking good. forward to your visit next week. I'll see you I'm in less than a excited. week.
0: I'm super excited. We'll be uh, podcasting while we're out there. Looking oh, forward for to that. Oh, fuck's sake. Also here is Jeremy Fisk. I Jeremy. Who
2: cares? Who gives a shit? Adeline was all about mommy today. You guys are going to hang out with each other. I just feel very left out. Okay,
0: well, hopefully we can turn it around on this pod. We are going to be discussing the new film in theaters. Something we haven't gotten a lot say a lot over the last couple of years. No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's final appearance as 007, James Bond, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Um, hopefully, my, after my we...
2: first movie back to theaters.
0: Oh yes, yeah, so we should hear about that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll of course review the film. I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Fukunaga as a director. And maybe we can get into a little bit about what we would like to see with the future of this franchise moving forward. Why would I betray you?
1: We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond.
2: Where's 007?
0: I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this.
2: The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were 00? Two years.
0: So stay in your lane. You get in my way, I will put a bullet in your knee.
1: I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James
0: Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose... up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? You don't know what this is. All right, before we get going, guys, uh, Jeremy, I don't remember if you were on the pod when me and Chapin made this ruling, but we're going to try to plug ourselves at the beginning before people shut it off. So we encourage everybody to... N- nobody shuts send- it off. <laughs> to send voice memos or emails to feedback at GetYourFilmFixPodcast.com or feedback at gyffpodcast.com Check us out on Instagram. However you can find a way to get in touch with us, please do so if you want to have your voice heard. You know how to do that. Also... Don't,
1: don't complain about things to us personally. Send us an email with your voice memos, and we'll play them on here, and we'll discuss them. What a yeah, better way to I, do it.
0: I think that's, I think what you mean too, in regards to everything, not right, not just the podcast. Like if you want to talk to us, email feedback at GYFFpodcast.com. Also, we want to send a shout out to a exciting new podcast called the Horror Drafts Podcast. Uh, This is hosted by our old friend Brantley Palmer, one of the original hosts of the Get Your Film Fix podcast, and Nick Schwartz, where they take a very creative idea and fantasy football style draft, all things horror movies. Uh, they opened by drafting the entire Friday the 13th franchise. Last week, I was lucky enough to join them in drafting prestige horror films, uh, during say, which Lee, I, I made a, a, a terrible error and I think as a result lost the draft. But go ahead, Chapin. I
1: I, I, I thought you were very good on that podcast. As much as I, I hate to admit it, I thought you did a very good job. Um, you're, you're quite interesting as you are on this podcast. Um, kudos to you for doing so. Um, I thought you well, were great. Well, I appreciate great. that. I and, was
0: nervous uh, because Nick and Brantley are, are, um, are quite knowledgeable of the horror genre, whereas I am not. So... I well, was, it's good that you plugged I, I prepared this, this well.
1: podcast like 16 or 18 times. In,
0: in, I did say you know, it a well lot, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we want everybody to check that out. They're on Spotify, they're on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. The Horror Drafts podcast. It's a lot of fun. They make some of these uh, horror franchises and horror movies very accessible, even if you haven't seen them or aren't particularly in, into them, like me. And I really enjoyed the podcast.
1: Well, pod. what better time to get into horror movies than right now?
0: Perfect. Yeah, they launched at a perfect time, starting at the beginning of October. They have two episodes out, so you can get right in and listen from, from the beginning.
1: I think the third one's going to be the best one. I just have a Oh, feeling. is that a fact? It, you yeah. just have
0: a feeling, just have a, a feeling. hunch, do have you? a feeling, yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to No Time to Die. Guys, this is the latest... Bond movie that we've been waiting a long time for. Uh, it's actually been the longest between Bond films ever. I learned that recently. Obviously, the pandemic delay had a little bit to do with that. 9-11 um,
2: certainly didn't help.
0: <laughs> it's also the first Bond film to be directed by an American director, Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Um, Sounds like it. First one to take the helm. <laughs> um, and Before we get into this movie specifically, obviously my opening question for you guys is going to tie into it, but try to take a broad perspective in answering it um, and think about movies like this, whether it's another Bond movie, Mission Impossible, whatever, these types of movies. You know, I left this thinking, I imagine, what a lot of people did, which was not really sure I have any idea what happened in this movie. And my first response was appropriately, it doesn't totally matter, hmm. which is probably true, right? But I want to ask you guys, how much does it not matter with a movie like this? Because all of these movies, of course, they just they have kind of these outlandish plots that involve whatever, right? As long as we get to know who the bad guy is and who the good guy is, it's not really all that important. I guess, to know exactly what they're doing. But part of me was thinking that maybe it should be a little more important. Jeremy, you raise your hand first.
2: Yeah. You're up. I would love for it to matter a little bit more because we talk about stakes. Stakes are hugely important on this podcast. Um, And as much as you are – like the movie is obviously following – bond and bond's love interest and that's the most important thing and that's all you really care about especially and we'll get to spoiler territory with everything you find out um but you would like to at least understand or or know what's happening with the bad guys like i i, I think if we could like conceptualize more than this what what this what the bad guy's doing on his island by himself is going to destroy the world? I think we would be like uh, a little bit more involved or or emotional about what ends up happening because that was the part of the the film that was just like
1: okay
0: yeah
2: <laughs> Chapin
1: um I totally agree with what you just said Jeremy the the one thing I just kept thinking about was was. You know, once you make a movie like Skyfall, you show people what you can do with with this series. You show them that it doesn't have to be like Mission Impossible, where you're just there for the stunts and nothing really matters. Um, you know, you're just kind of there to watch the filmmaking. Uh, Skyfall is a is a is a very smart movie that is wholly a Bond film, right? Like it's about it sort of is looking at this institution and looking at England as a country and, you know, kind of colonialism in a weird way and, and, and reflecting back on the, on the series. And obviously like not every movie can do that. You know, you could in a series of 25 or I don't know which bond film this is, but um, 25 plus movies, not every movie can do that. But when you see that someone can make a movie like that out of a bond film, uh, it 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 becomes you know it's it raises the bar and and um I think that's the that's I mean I think that's probably the best Bond film ever made it's probably the definitive Craig Bond I would say um but uh so then when you go back to sort of a more I don't know I felt like this movie was a lot more like the the kind of the earlier Bonds um Sean Connery's no, I, I I dis I totally disagree with that.
0: Well, let's hold 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 that thought because my follow-up question to this is like, all right, because I, I agree with you guys too. Like there's a large part of this movie or that, that feels kind of empty, right? Because you're just not totally sure what you're supposed to be looking at, right? You don't know exactly what he's trying to stop and that we've run into that before, whether it's other Bond movies, the Mission Impossible movies. So my follow-up question is what does a movie need for you to be able to say – it doesn't matter if I know what the plot is.
2: I mean, I think I think it needs to be it. E- it either needs to be like campier, like the Sean Connery the the old Bond movies. Like you just got to go that way, where everything is sort of tongue in cheek, wink, wink, like we get it. Or you have to kind of make it more serious, like the Skyfall versions. Um, I, I feel like this one straddled in between, but it also hit
0: at an emotional core, too. So, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that's what it was trying to do, it was trying to say, like, okay, the plot doesn't matter because we have something very significant at the heart of this movie, which is a relationship that Bond has. And we can discuss how well that works or doesn't work yeah. also. Of course, we will, but... I don't know that that was enough for me to completely say that the plot didn't matter. You know, for Mission Impossible, sometimes it's just the spectacle, right? Like, who cares? Like, it's Tom Cruise doing stunts. They're well shot. The set pieces are amazing. That might start to get tired. It has a little bit for me. Like, you can't just get away with that anymore, but... There is something that allows us to be comfortable saying it doesn't matter. And I don't think any of us were comfortable saying that with this movie. I mean, I think the recent Mission Impossibles have tried to get around that a little bit. I don't think you care about anything in the most recent Mission Impossible. I I, I agree. I agree. I don't think you care about the the, the the objective, the love stories, What do you
1: look for in a Bond movie, the two
0: of you? Lee. Well, this goes into maybe this is what you guys disagree on. I, I liked that. Despite this movie maybe taking a little bit of a different approach emotionally than other Bond movies, it 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 threw us back to what Bond is, right? We had we had a scene with the bulletproof car that launches missiles. I liked that. I even thought that the mad scientist was maybe was a throwback to other Bond characters like Boris and Goldeneye with just a terrible Russian accent. Like I uh, you know, I think that there were classic Bond moments in this movie that are really important for Bond to be Bond. Like, I think the one thing that you have to expect and be okay with when you see a Bond movie is that it is a Bond movie. And all of the things that make a Bond movie a Bond movie need to be there to some degree. Mm. If they're not, then it's not a Bond movie anymore. And I think this movie infused it. I think it was there. I think you had, you know, the appropriate amount of action sequences. I think you had the appropriate amount of suaveness. I think you had the, um, the sensuality. I think you had the jokes, the one-liners, the, does does he even
1: have sex in this movie? Uh,
0: there's some steamy moments, but I don't know if he does. Um, and it has, you know, it has the gadgets, right? And I always loved that stuff about bond. And I think that stuff is there. I think, Post-Skyfall, we, like you said, Chapin, like, we've got this idea in our head that, man, you put a good director behind the camera with these movies and you can really do something special with it. And I, I had some high expectations with Fukunaga. I love him as a director. But everything we talked about was a problem. But... This still worked to a certain extent as a Bond movie because it had that stuff well, that those signature Bond things that I like.
1: Well, Lee, I wanted to give you credit because I think you know the Skyfall owes a lot to your final, most influential film of our lifetimes, which is the The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of fallout from that film and Skyfall here. Um, I I I agree. So I, am I, I... I not allowed to answer this question?
2: Oh, well, you you'd, yeah, because
0: you disagreed with what you asked both of us. Champion. Yeah. Um.
2: So for me, like, I enjoyed this film. Don't get me wrong, but for me, I want, uh, I, I either want like a Casino Royale, a Skyfall, or I want a Golden Eye. Like to to this straddle it, yeah, yeah. To straddle it is tough, and I think they did about as good a job as they could have in this film. But, um, I don't know. I want to know what I'm, I want to know what I'm playing for when I, when I'm in the movie. And when it starts going back and forth where there's this one half of the film where everything's so important, and again, we're sort of going around the spoiler, which we'll get to, and then this other half of the film where there's, uh, Rami Malek just sort of. Be uh, pretending to be
0: Javier t- uh, Bardem, you know, like I just seemed was, off. It was a really bad villain. Like they didn't really seem to understand what they were trying to do with him. Like he, he you he was open doing this an movie and he's he in was this... doing an impression
2: of a James Bond villain. It, yeah, but you he opened was the movie
0: so fucking bad. I, I hated him in this movie. Okay. But I don't think his performance had anything to do with it. You open this movie, well, that's, and yeah. his first scene is this in this like menacing-looking mask, right? That then gets like half a, a blown kabuki, off, and it's kind of a this... kabuki
1: mask. Which what's the relevance of that? Where did is right?
0: That... It's he never wears it again the rest of the movie, and it's like it does this thing at the beginning where it breaks, right? And you just see half of like his burned face plus the mask. When you think the rest of the movie, we'd see him wearing that. That would be part of the plot, but no has nothing to do with anything and his his plan makes no sense it's way too convoluted so that aspect of the movie was was really disappointing and yeah i don't particularly like rami malik and he's not good in this movie but i don't think that matters i think he i think this was not a well constructed bond villain no and it's so easy to make a bond villain like i don't know is it is it I, I uh, honestly don't think. Not, he, I think that's in the, a good question. I think it's the, not Craig, easy, but... the
1: Craig Bonds, you got, Harvard, H- Javier Bardem is you know I think probably the best, and then uh, Mads Mikkelsen, shortly after there, and I think the rest. Yeah. But he's are not even irrelevant. like the
0: villain, and I mean he is, but he's like, sort of a middleman. I mean, that, there's but...
2: this weird, there's this weird villain of Christoph Waltz. What, like, why Respector. have hit.
0: Like, why have him? Why have that gets Rami me Malik? That's something like... I want to bring up. Is and I'm curious how you guys feel about this. And we'll probably talk about it more when we get into the spoilers because it'll tie in there. But I don't like the, um, no, the serial nature of Not at all. these Not Bond at all. movies. Not at all. They have to be like these individual stories. Stop going back to the other thing. The whole, like, the whole great thing about Bond is it's like it just starts and ends, right? And that's why you can go from, uh, Sean Connery, to Roger Moore, to Pierce Brosnan, to uh, uh, to Daniel Craig, and all the guys in between, like, with just calling them the same character and changing Qs and changing Ms. All these characters just change, and you don't miss a beat. But they, you know, they go back to Spectre. They bring back Christoph Waltz. They make connections to that. I don't think that works in the Bond movies.
2: Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it's got to be its own thing.
0: They're like episodic.
2: Well, how about this part though? Like Bond himself, I I, I feel that way when when it comes to the villains and everything else. But Bond himself has to have some sort of history. He Does had... he though?
0: Doesn't matter. Like he's like retired. He's not retired. Like it just I think it's fine. Like, just like pick up where he left. Like pick up with a new job. Like well, well it's like, it's the... like
1: Spider Man. We know we know the backstory. You know, just start.
2: But do, like, okay, so in this one, it, it goes back to, uh, what's her name? Eva Green or whatever her, the love yeah, interest. Yeah, yeah. from...
0: From way back, yeah, from Casino. Yeah, later, yeah, so,
2: like, that's part of the history of him. So, I don't know, like, is, is he never allowed to have that? Because we know, that it's, we can't pretend that he doesn't, especially when it's the same face as it is with Daniel Craig. Like, do we pretend that none of that exists and that he doesn't have those feelings because yes without no. those everything else in the future makes less of an emotional impact because you if you have this character that's not really uh attached to his past at all then what's the point
0: i so, think i think that it's okay to have a history but if you want to display a history of the bond character you have to show it in that movie it has to be part of that movie. Part of the thing about Bond movies is I don't remember what happens in any of them ever. So for you to reference Casino Royale at the beginning of this and have tie tie-ins with Spectre only confuses me watching it because I don't remember what happens in the plots of any of these movies. And that's fine. We've, yeah, you, know, you we can't have, have that it discussion. both ways.
2: You can't have the plots not really matter and then also in- right. integrate them into right. the
0: future movies. So, if you want to give James Bond some history, sure, but make it just happen in that movie. Do a flashback, right? Have Bond on like an island with some woman and then flash forward 15 years and have her standing at her gravestone. Yeah, I think, I
2: think like, uh, like the Bourne movies did that well. What? Like Jason Bourne's like timeline was very clear. And with that character, you kind of, you're you're following the one movie to the next to the next whereas bond it's not that way you're sort of clean slating it
0: right and that's and that's where i think some of the issues come with understanding this plot because rami malek's plan is overly complicated yeah and so you can't figure that out but now we're asked to try to remember a bad bond movie inspector and connect that villain and all those pieces. And that's not why we went to see this movie. (laughs) This was supposed to be two hours and 45 minutes of uh, pure entertainment. And if you want to add some heart into it, which Fukunaga obviously made an effort to do, and maybe this will lead us into some spoiler territory, which we will give a very clear, loud, and present warning for, then that's fine. Do that. But you still have to make your plot sensical. So, from here on, we're going to discuss the spoilers of this (laughs) film. So, if you haven't seen Bond (laughs) yet, if you haven't seen No Time to Die yet, um, you can jump ahead past this. uh, Because there are some significant things that happen in this movie. Um, Most notably... He dies. 007, James Bond, dies at the end of this movie. Very clearly dies. There is no way to um, think that maybe he survived um and and so we should talk about that we let's talk, talk about let's just talk about that.
2: but also i want to talk about by the end of this i want to talk about how this franchise moves forward
0: yeah i think we should discuss that after the after the review i agree um but what how did you guys like the end of this movie and and tie everything in the the phone conversation with leia seydoux kind of the relationship what we learn about them um his daughter all of that all right so i never bought i never bought the
2: relationship i didn't get it i like I, I i had no emotional connection to that once the daughter got involved and i probably part partly personal and maybe and feels the same way but once the daughter got involved i was just like cry, like basically very emotional it, it, once he discovered he had a daughter and um that that part that part got me that part got me for sure. But the relationship itself, I just didn't understand like who is this woman? Why is it so important? Like he's Bonds dated two hundred and fifty well, women. Thing, right? is that like, like like I don't understand why this one matters anymore,
0: but I get and it. Leia once, is inspector. once there's a daughter. Leia do is inspector too. So that's again the problem with like the carryover, right? Like yeah. we're we're used to Bond just like and uh, who's and it was there, it was publicized very clearly that Fukunaga was very adamant about making sure that the quote unquote Bond girl was not a thing on this on this set. Right, he wanted to kind of remove that stigma. Yeah, but then and, he did he but, cast uh, what's her name Anadea Dea Armis, or we right. should talk about her scene. Um, yeah, but my point is, regardless of whether you want to call it a Bond girl, however you want to um, identify that. It is part of the movie, right? The Bond love interest, the Bond sexual attraction is part of the movie, and they're supposed to be kind of individual to each movie. So trying to connect the two films, I guess that tries to give you a little bit more of a connection for the relationship, but you're right, Jeremy, it was hard to buy because you never really knew if Bond really trusted her or loved her, if it was all an act from either one of them. So yeah, that why was, would you was get, why would
2: you think that this one's the one when everyone has been the one until they either die or they, he moves on or like I, I, that part of it didn't, it didn't. What did you think? Jamie? Get me at all? It was um, it was having the child.
1: Do you know that meme where Christopher Nolan? It says it's a meme that says, um, "Hey Hans, can you make a score?" It's just just something subtle, and then it's like cuts to a man playing the piano on a beach, and the piano's on fire yeah have you seen that meme it's really I funny. think I have yes I think that's I have. what I thought of that scene it was like the music was
0: way over the top um well I mean this was just inception slash Batman begins score um something I thought was glaringly missing from this was the bond music
1: <laughs> yeah where was that you're right yeah it was only at the um, beginning it,
0: it was literally it was so so I don't have like a great ear for music but god you can tell a Hans Zimmer score from a mile yeah. away <laughs> like it's so clear. Um look I liked from the point where Rami Malek smashes the vial on Craig's face and gets the poisonous blood that will obviously uh obviously that will evidently obviously <laughs> uh, obviously uh, kill Leia Layla and her daughter and his daughter um so we learn ultimately that Bond can never touch her, kiss her or anything. He, if he does, it'll kill her. From that moment till the end, the phone conversation, the way he dies, I thought that was really well done. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it yeah, was I thought the it moment was I thought the moments were impactful. I thought the conversations were genuine, and everything leading up to it kind of didn't matter at that point whether it was earned. Um, that says nothing for the movie as a whole that's that's actually a discredit to the movie as a whole but it works as it works in that scene in that moment so for me i i i liked it i liked the end of this movie a lot actually
2: yeah no i definitely I, it
0: definitely i felt something for sure 100% felt something i don't i don't even know if it was like an i mean i agree like it was it was well done in that regard.
2: I don't and also, like I, th- I mean, you have to I like I liked it because I felt I liked it because it
0: was the way that dying. you had to conclude that movie. Yeah, and that's a bold move. Like that's a bold
2: move. Like so, that's it. That's how Bond dies. So every other Bond movie after this is either going to be somebody
1: else. Well, or it's going to my... be no. It's just how how this how this particular well, Bond. Well, but that dies. was my
0: exact. That was my other point with the serial versus episodic nature of the Bond movies, right? You can have James Bond die in this movie and just pick up the next one with a new James Bond. And you're fine with that And pretend that didn't happen? Yeah, you don't have to pretend it happened. Like, you just move on. It's like when Pierce Brosnan's last... What was, Die Another Day was his last one, maybe? I don't remember. When that ended and Daniel Craig took over as James Bond in Casino Royale, it's just a a different different guy. guy. And his name is James Bond, like... We never asked why that's the case because it do, that doesn't matter. Well, it but matters by, now. But though. by trying the with problem. these Daniel Craig bonds to connect all of them, you're making that matter, um, which you know leads to a lot of questions on like how they will approach the this series moving forward, um, which we should get mm. into. But you did bring up a couple other things that we got to talk about. Ana de Armas has a very very brief scene well, in this movie. But Japen, <laughs> go ahead first.
1: No, I I, I my overall opinion on this movie is I I think it's actually really really well directed I think this movie looks it's probably the best looking of the Craig Bonds and you know Roger Deacon shot one of them I don't know maybe maybe Skyfall's a little bit better I but one. Um, I think the CG this, right? is apparently Linus Sangren, Sandgren. Yeah.
0: apparently is how you say his name yeah. Linus, yes.
1: Linus. Linus who also yeah.
2: who uh, shot with? Don't Look Up got an yeah. argument with them Jeremy told him to shut yeah, it down I, so, I shut I him know, down there
1: you go no, yeah, you shut him yep. down, poor guy. Um, I think this movie looks great. I think the CGI was really, really good, despite it kind of like pushing the boundaries a little bit. Um, I think these Bond movies can kind of be cheesy looking sometimes, and I thought um, Fukunawa just did a great job making it look really, really nice. I know they shot it on film, and and that kind of annoys me. What, but um, why? Why does in that big, annoy large you? Large format, but I mean, it, you know, it's all. It, it's just. It's all digital, anyways. So what does it really matter? But, um. Uh, and and I thought like I I really really liked um Daniel Craig's performance in this. Like I was sort of tired. I've been sort of tired of the kind of like begrudging Bond. Like oh, do I have to do this again? And I thought his performance was, you know, different than the other ones, and it was it was a, it was you refreshing. See, um, like I thought
0: he, you could tell in his performance that he felt compelled to do a job here, which, Mm -hmm. which I think worked. And I think that, I think what Mm -hmm. helped it was the other 007 in this movie, um, that is introduced is, this is not the first time we see her though. I don't think, isn't she? It is. It is. Yes, Um, no, Lashana Lynch plays Nomi. She's another 007. I thought she was actually kind of bad. Um, I, yeah, I didn't think she was very good. I, I thought she handled the action sequence as well, but I thought she, she, her direction was to play intimidated by James Bond, which is understandable, right? I don't think mm. she pulled that off. She felt like she was intimidated to be in a big movie. It was a strange performance, well, I thought. Um,
1: so just just to finish my thought though, uh, Lee, sorry, I'll just say that like I just think that I just think this movie is just poorly conceived and poorly written, and um, ultimately suffers a lot for that. Um, but yeah, I think you Know Fukunawa comes in, and I guess he must have rewritten the script because he's the only director, I think, um, of the at least of the Craig ones, I'm, I'm, I'm possibly the whole series who has a writing credit, um, on the movie. And uh, yeah, I just thought the script was nonsense, um, doesn't make any sense, really, really stupid. Um, but ultimately, like every piece of it, I thought was w- really well executed. Um,
0: yeah, I mean.
1: And even like, even like, I even think he uses waltz in a way that Mendes couldn't do. Like, I think waltz is quite good in this in mm-hmm. his small little bit. Um, and so, if you divorce all these elements from Fukunawa, who didn't make the decision to make this like a long running <laughs> uh, connected event. Five movies, you know. I think he did a great job with this. I think it's a, a, um, but I don't think the movies. (laughs) He
0: he said in an interview that he originally he wanted it to do because initially we weren't expecting another Daniel Craig Bond. He said he was done after Spectre, but so Fukunaga in, you know, efforting to make a Bond movie thought he'd be starting from scratch and liked the idea of that. And instead, it was the opposite. Right? He had to try to do the final chapter. So his hands may have been tied in terms of the story and script, which I agree is the biggest part of the problem. And I also agree that this is well-made because you have a good, talented filmmaker in Fukunaga and you have good ca- supporting cast members with Lena Sangren and so on so forth. And I just think that's all fine, but that's not all that impressive to me because Fukunaga, I, I hold him to a certain standard where he can reinvent some things. He reinvented, you know... Uh, TV in many ways with some of the things he did with True Detective. We've seen him do that. Like, he's made some great films. He's, I think that he had an opportunity, even with kind of some of the things he didn't have control over in terms of it continuing the story of the Daniel Craig Bond. He missed on that. He didn't do anything new and innovative. Just because it looks good and is well made. Well, there is
1: one thing... no, but, but that's not his job, though. On these movies, it's clearly not the director's I, job to develop the movie. I agree. Like, that's... that's
0: true. Um, and, but that can still be disappointing. you know, I, I makes... do
1: think there is one thing he
2: did that, I guess is more of a question than a statement, but why, why does Daniel Craig's bond get an ending?
1: And no other
2: Bond does. Uh, I, that's a good question. It's
1: it's a it's a great question. I'm not I'm not sure why. I think because, I mean, I, I, Lee, I think you listen to the yeah. Big Picture podcast. Like he seems to have a yeah, lot I think of Daniel power Craig over wanted, this series. And yeah, I think yeah. Daniel
0: Craig said, "It's like oh,
1: it's the movie Bond dies in." Uh, right. That seems a little bit. That seems a little bit selfish. for you know, the franchise, this,
0: but that's consistent. Kind of. I don't have a lot of examples, but. it, you know, I just rewatched Casino Royale, so it's fresh on my mind. You know, Daniel Craig also ordered a martini in Casino Royale, and they ask shaken or stirred, and he says, "Do I look like a man who give a gives a damn?" Right? Like,
1: well, it does it does matter. But
0: the, my point is that though
1: he, if you sh- if you shake it, it's going to be more watered down. But and... his,
0: but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that he he subverted that very famous line, right? he he's doing different things with bond right he he kind of went with the brooding kind of more dour bond character than what we'd seen before yeah so it's not necessarily crazy to see that he's demanding that he's also the bond that gets an ending um
1: well, I think the the the, the brooding Bond—I don't know—that was entirely his doing. I mean, he was a, a an integral part I'm just, of that. I'm just saying he he, different... he
0: created a different James Bond than what we'd seen before in a lot of different ways. And then he obviously took, you know, yeah. has a lot of power over this series, um, in large part due to a lot of its success, I'm sure. Um, and he agreed to come back for one more, and maybe the heart of that was saying, like, well, I want an ending. I don't want to just it be over and somebody else comes comes in. Um, that being well, it's not. That, be, that being said, what in, in, in. what are our, which are the most important,
2: honestly, opinions? What are our opinions on the future Bond? Well, what do you guys want to
0: see? Before, but do we have to talk about the very very short scene with Ana de Armas first?
2: Because I don't know. What was the point of that?
0: I liked it. It's a good, it's a to-
1: totally pointless. I thought she was yeah, wonderful. She was great. It's a, he, it's a movie um, star. It's fell, a budding I fell, I fell movie star fell performance. In love with her. From her. It's, uh, yeah. She was, she was great. I've she was sexy. I mean, Bond didn't we, have we sex know she with
0: she her, can do that makes Knives no out. sense. We know. So next. Um, yeah, I thought she'd be in the movie more. <laughs> so I guess that was interesting. B- Bond didn't have sex with her. <laughs> you should have, yeah, dude. Didn't.
1: Next. Okay. He's hitting on her, and then she just shoots up, and she's like, "No, let's let's go around." Yeah, I mean, she's she's clearly a talent, and it just it like a lot of like a lot of things, like throwing a car or throwing um you know a, a set piece in here. She's just like a, it's just like a, oh, it's just something to add to the movie.
0: Okay, yeah, let's go around, yeah, just to try to do this somewhat structured, um, which I know you love, Jeremy. Jeremy, you give me one thing that you want to see moving forward with Bond, then Chapin, then me. And, and we can keep going around if you have more things to add because um, I kind of have a list of things that I, I, I have a list of directions that I think um, they could go that I'd be interested to see so mm-hmm. Jeremy kick us off um, <clears throat> well hmm I mean even if it's who you want the next Bond to be that can be your first uh, <laughs> I pick.
2: honestly oh well I mean if I had to pick if it was up to me it would be Tom Hardy I'd love to see a Tom Hardy Bond. But the problem with him is he's going to be very in the vein of the mm-hmm. Daniel Craig Bond. He's going Bond. He's going to be very brooding. Yeah. And but I, I No, if you think of be him be like cool. Eames
0: in uh, Inception, like that's basically his Bond, right? It's <laughs> like super charming and
2: Yeah, no, that's skilled.
0: I'll I'll kick it off with I think Tom Hardy should be the next Bond. Right. Chapin, what what do you got? What do you want to see most from uh bond moving forward um
1: i don't know um that's a good question i i would i would love to see them just i would love to see them do something different what's different though so go Um, back to the more campy bonds
2: the the golden eyes well
1: at one point at one point um and i think they this was the same they they had this they said the same thing about darren aronofsky's like um batman movie they were going to kind of like do a younger batman that was like a grittier sort of cheaper movie um and um i don't know that that's the right way to go i'm I'm sorry i'm trying to look up this movie right now while Um, you're doing that what was the movie about the deaf guy last year that we all liked yeah what's
2: that guy's name the the actor
0: um yes
2: daria oh no that's
1: the uh,
0: darius is the director director um god why can't i remember his name um it's Riz Ahmed, Riz
1: Ahmed. Yeah. I think he would be a. I think he would be a great Bond. Um, let's see, does he have the well, height? Like, he's he's not De- well English. Dev and... Patel
0: is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Dev he Patel is. has been tossed around. Um, I, I
1: also love the idea of Dev Patel or Riz Ahmed. I think oh, that would so be I great. say Tom Hardy and um, you guys. Uh.
0: Well, obviously Idris Elba has well, been tossed around. Um, he's too but old. But here's here's what I think would. But here, but no, wait, wait. Yeah, can I on. can I
1: finish the the yep. question, Lee? Okay, so. So, I think what's interesting about Riz Ahmed and, and um, um... Dev Patel. What did you just say? Dev Patel is that, I think, to me, what's always been really interesting about the Bond movies is that struggle, and, and Skyfall just, like, makes it... focuses on it so well. Is that It's like the idea of this British identity, right? So you've got these two guys who... I, I think Dev Patel may have... I mean, he's British, too, I think, but these two immigrants who grew up in Britain... Who would now be spies and how that would like change this modern perspective of, of, of tradecraft mm-hmm. and spying and how these people of color would explore and be different in this new environment. And, you know, I think like, I think we've played out the like aged white guy <laughs> yeah. myth a little bit like and I think honestly, like I think that's been a really interesting territory, but I'd love to see how that identity changes with a person of color. Um, from you know two very prominent Indian, uh, um, excuse me, English colonial prospects like Egypt. I think Riz Ahmed is Egyptian, or his parents are Egyptian, and India. So, so not Tom Hardy. I, 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 I would also. I mean, I would have a full look, erection if Tom Hardy was Tom the next Hardy Bond. And Tom Hardy would be fun, so, and
0: it, but it would be this. It would be very much the same thing, like you mentioned, Jeremy. I like that idea, Chapin. The other thing that I would add that I really think should happen and may even happen, considering the way this ended— I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. Riz Ahmed is Pakistani. I'm sorry. um, Excuse me.
0: Considering the way that this one ended, this is possible. I want them to continue to get directors like Kerry Joji Fukunaga. You can say Sam Mendes. Um, You know, I like what Martin Campbell has done with Bond movies, but I want, like— auteurs to make these movies moving forward i also want a full reset recast everybody i like a lot of
1: well i I like a lot
0: of the people the
1: big move is to give it to some of the people who have expressed interest right like nolan or tarantino or um i I don't know if there's anybody else but like one of those guys and but they'd have to surrender a fair amount of creative control which are not willing to
0: do recast ever i like i like you know ben winshaw as q I think Ray, Ray Fiennes is good as M, Naomi Harris is good. I like all these actors in these roles, but recast them all. Give us a full, clean slate with a new Bond, whoever that may be, with a legit auteur director and I have a, do that. I think that makes the whole thing new and fresh and gets us excited again. I have a suggestion
2: on how to do that, um, yeah. uh, a, a sort of Bond origin movie like seeing how Bond became Bond before he was Bond
0: what I really do not think is out of the realm of possibility because Amazon bought MGM who owns Bond so Amazon now owns the Bond franchise which means there is inevitably going to be a series of some kind you could do something with Lashana Lynch's character right spin off it spin it off into a series you could do some sort of an origin Bond series I don't want that to happen I don't I mean, if you want to have Bond spin offs, fine, but not in not completely in lieu of Bond movies. No, right? I think
2: like, it it would be the Bond movie. It would be like Bond getting into the Double O program.
0: So like right like right before Casino Royale, basically. Are there yeah. any Bond movies that do that? I, I've I've never seen so many of the no. old ones. Like, I mean, or I have, and I don't remember them, which is the case. No, he's all them,
1: always but... been Bond. Well, that's the. That's the yeah, the narrative is like he was an orphan and then they recruited him and he was kind of this brooding. Yeah, I think I think that could be an interesting territory.
0: So anything else? What else do you guys want from this?
1: I do I do okay. Uh well, I I feel like I don't really have a great sense of how you guys felt about this book. It's movie.
0: fine. It's It's I liked it. I enjoyed I it,
2: was, it. I thought it was, thought it was too long was and I thought, I thought
1: uh I'm gonna watch Skyfall tonight just yeah. to satisfy. This. I, I kind of want to watch easier.
0: Skyfall as well. It's, I think it was, it's too convoluted, I, but it
2: it hit at an emotional core that got to me. So I don't see, know. See, I to think say. it was.
0: I think it was what I expected, which is both good and bad, because a lot of what has happened, and you guys both kind of mentioned this already, a lot of what has happened with these Bond movies, whether it's the Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, whatever, the the old white guy is become tired right it's we've seen it all before it actually i don't know if it had to do with that or just the, the writing to be honest I, well that was a big problem yeah, but the, i just totally mean what i expect from a bond movie was there although it wasn't as bad as i expected i was going into this movie thinking like this is two hours and 43 minutes there's going to be like three different 20 minute car chases there's going to be running across rooftops in a foreign country and i'm not going to know whether i'm watching mission impossible bond or born or whatever and i've just seen it all before and it really wasn't quite that predictable which was good but it's still what i expected
1: no and i and i thought the, the set pieces were quite good um
0: i liked it fine like i i was never bored but i was never really that excited watching this yeah that's a, that's 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 a good i point. do have to
2: say the one part of the uh continuous um between uh, like Storytelling between other movies that I did like was the Jeffrey Wright um, storyline. I,
0: I I I appreciated I
2: I, that. I liked seeing him again. I, I liked forgot that he Bond was in the other likes, movies
0: until he showed up. Like
2: yeah, I liked that Bond. Like seeing is he him in again. Hall? I don't know. If he's he's in, he's in Casino Royale for sure. Um, I don't know. I appreciated that. I appreciated that
0: uh it made uh, but also, again a spoiler the guy with it made jeffrey a wright death was impactful. such a pointless villain what the guy that was with jeffrey wright that oh, yeah was such a pointless villain yeah um what's that actor's name i forget i only remember him from the big short
2: uh i don't know i think he's the, it, i think he's the guy who's in uh mayor of east town
1: He's in Mayor of Easttown? No, that's not him, <laughs> Jeremy. It's though. not? Uh, no. Are you sure? Billy
0: Magnuson, that's who it is. He's yeah, I only remember him as in The Big Short. He was one of the mortgage brokers. He's not in Mayor of Easttown. Oh, he's f- in he's in many Saints in Newark. I'm, yeah, holy I'm mixing up my white guys. Racist. Um all right. Yeah. Anything so, else to add for No Time to Die, guys, or the Bond franchise in general?
2: I think covered it.
0: No, I mean, well, I, I'd like to. I'd love to cast directors. Can we do About that who, really quick? Who will do the next one? You mean?
1: No, like who we think would be good at them. I mean, obvious. I think Nolan is a is a. We should. No one can say that because I think I don't think that's going to happen. But he'd be an obvious choice.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, you know, I'd like to see somebody that isn't already established, right? Like, like Kerry Joji Fukunaga is already is established, but this is his first, you know, really big movie. And I kind of like, I I like, and I don't like when I see this happen. Obviously I want him to make some more independence. Seen Nombre is one of my favorites. Um, I rewatched that recently. Um, Beast of Southern Wild, I really liked, but somebody like that, right? Like
1: he didn't direct Southern
0: Wild. Uh, not *Beast of the Southern Wild. What's, um... Beast of the Southern Wild, yeah. Um, of the Southern Wild is, uh... The one that had that little girl that won- nominated for an Oscar, right? Kevenzi... Wallace or something. Yeah. Wallace! <laughs> um, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, like, I don't know why, like, David uh, Lowry uh, is coming to mind. I-, I loved what he did with The Green Knight. I know you guys haven't seen that yet. Um, he's not certainly who I would think of after movies like A Ghost Story, but... I think I mean I Green think Night. I
2: think they do a good job with the Bond movies of finding interesting directors and I think a lot of like Marvel and everybody's trying to find interesting directors which I applaud for sure like
1: you know who I was thinking of? Michael Mann no
0: but close Catherine Bigelow uh
1: your boy bo- both ya boys um Sir Ridley Scott um nope yeah. Well, I think he'd job. do a great job too. I he We'll he, talk he about can't him, mind, next week.
0: but um oh, I might remember. Um all uh, we do is talk about directors on this show and we can't think of any
1: <laughs> n- n- name them. you know, he he won best he he, d- 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 he did small acts. Oh, Steve McQueen. Oh, John, yeah,
2: Steve McQueen.
1: Yeah, I think, think Steve so? McQueen would be great. Totally. Yeah,
0: I, yeah I mean, he did Widows.
1: Did Widows. I think he could do a good job. He's British. You know, you bring in the new person of color Bond, and I think he'd do a great job with that. Don't let him write it. Don't let him write it.
0: We'd <laughs> <laughs> Not be about Bond at all. Yeah, it's like don't let him write four up. hours it's long.
1: Like, Bond is like trying to is Bons, like he's like Bond just dancing. This, like, Mercury Rising. Jamaican restaurant he likes to on eat a in.
0: Hunger strike.
1: Yeah. Um it's 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 the movie turns out to be about Bond's sex addiction yeah. Yeah. and and how he has just the giantest dong <laughs> yeah largest penis in um the uk um no but I, I i do i do think that um steve mcqueen would would do like like that it, it, his 12 years a, uh, 12 years a slave has the same complexity that uh um Schindler's List has for me which is that it's it's just like a completely beautiful film and it's about this horrible subject right and so he's clearly got the chops to make a film that can look good and Bond movies have to look good he's got style we know that um and I just I think he would bring some substance and I think honestly like you know you you, you have a director of color you kind of had that with it. Carrie, um, is, 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 um, a little bit that, but you, you could have a, a, a director of color who's British, who then casts a British, you know, um, a British bond of color. I think that would be a really interesting, fascinating movie. Give those guys $300 million. See what happens. Call it a day.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, I'm looking, I'm just kind of looking at like younger directors. I, I, Best directors under forty. Carrie Fukunaga is the first one that came up. Um, you know, Jeff Nichols. This doesn't really. S-
1: He's not under forty.
0: It Says directors under forty. I mean, maybe 40s. But, No, none of those guys are under forty. Um, Jeff Nichols came up. What Sarah about Holly? I don't think that's this is for her. Jason Reitman. This is not for her. Neil Blomkamp. Maybe. Um, That'd be good. Lena Dunham. I don't think counts. Helena Schiama. I don't think it's, uh, that's her thing. Um, <laughs> the souvenir. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's a lot of um, J.A. Bayonia. He's done a couple good things. Um, Ryan Coogler.
1: Oh, yeah. that'd be great. He'd do great with that. But don't you think like it's? It, I feel like it's that person's kind of got to be British. Why? Well, Why does it have to be
0: Carrie, British? Jerry, Joe, 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 R- Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Terry, there there British.
1: Stephen Merchant directs. Well, yeah. Stephen <laughs> Merchant. <laughs> the
2: gangly Bond, just like star, awkward, can He tries to <laughs> jump across a building, just falls over. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> what's that? What?
1: Oh, what was what, that?
2: I'd watch um, that one. What about a fat Bond? We haven't even talked about that.
1: Love that, love that. (laughs)
0: Uh, Russell (laughs) Crowe is James Bond. Russell Crowe, the Russell Crowe from Unhinged. Oh, Oh, that's a
2: that's an idea. Bond just like let himself go. Yeah, let himself go, and uh, the the drinking got to him,
0: and you could have him just like looking at old pictures of himself in Gladiator.
1: Because they always do that. He They, they find him on a beach yeah. somewhere, and he's, like, shape. In better shape fit, than he was in the last like, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's drinking whiskeys
2: yeah. at every turn. Like, any chance right. he gets,
1: even in the middle of the... All he does is live at the fucking beachside bar, and he's in super good shape. But it, the, in reality, he would look like Russell Crowe in... In current situation. I,
0: I love that, like, right in the middle of the shootout with Ana de Armas, they both yeah. take a shot.
2: Oh, the... That was the that, one thing I did notice about this movie. They drank all the time.
0: Okay, well, they even reference it um, when uh, he says to to Ray Fiennes, he's just yeah, like, you're, you're thirsty, thirsty today. Thirsty. But yeah, but he's the one that's been drinking. That that scene when they both take a shot during the the, the shootout yeah. was one of the most, like, obvious and huge... Tone departures I've ever seen in a movie. What do they They just drink? like pour a, a shot of something. Well, was a brown in the liquid. middle of the so shootout, it was either like cheers and or, take a drink. Uh, probably, probably And it's rum just like this like little comedic moment that just is <laughs> a total departure from the entire tone of the movie. And the Anna de Armas character is a little bit too. It just seemed like it was from an entirely different movie, but we all liked it. Um. Well, yeah, we all love. I Lana think there's Armas. way more. And can we all? There's way her, more well? directors. Yeah. Like you'd think, like oh, it'd be great to see any one of these directors do a Bond movie. I think there's way more directors that should not go anywhere near a Bond movie than there are that should do it. Like if you go through all the big directors. Okay. Here's here's
1: here's a question for you. We gotta. We we have we have to we have to cast we have to have um, a woman direct the next Bond movie.
0: Um. Well, so I we said got, Catherine Bigelow before. So we got like three choices. Th- no, that'd be too that'd Catherine be too Bigelow much. would. I think she'd do a good job. Yeah.
2: I think she's the only one that's done action. I mean, I guess uh what's her name from You don't need to do action. You don't need to No, do you know action who would be good.
0: Hang on, I'm going to look it up. Um cuz I forget her name and I'm a little embarrassed. But um she hasn't done a lot of things, but she did that uh N-
1: Nia Costa I think uh, would be good. T-
0: uh, Gina Prince-Blythewood you did that, that um, Charlie Starin movie, The Old Guard, which is, like, only action. But she also directed, years ago, she directed Love and Basketball. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She'd be good. She, That's, great. She, That's a great. And she movie. hasn't, now. like, that, no, she's young. She's only, uh... Love and
2: Basketball was, was when we were in high school.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, she was born in 1969, so she's in her late 40s, early 50s. But that's, I mean, <laughs> you want to pick an old white guy say, <laughs> Yeah. What like about, Tom what Hardy about, directed by James Cameron. What about George Miller? <laughs> I, um... Oh yeah, but like, somebody like her, Gina Price Blythewood, like someone who's made movies that have been good, that have, you know, she's had some success, but hasn't hit, like hasn't been given the reins to a big movie yet. I think... That's what I'd like. And I think that's kind of what we saw with Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Um, you know, Mark Forster kind of yeah. had that a little bit with... Um, which one did he do? Quantum Solace. Um, yeah. And I don't know how excited we get about Mark Forster these days. But, um, you know, he's don't had an interesting Doesn't move career. the needle. But he's... Listen to... So he did... He's done a Bond movie. He did Finding Neverland. He did Monster's Ball... I didn't Monster's know he directed Ball. Monster's Ball. Um World War Z, <laughs> The Kite Runner, Christopher Robin movie.
1: I liked World War Z. I did too. But what would you guys think about Fincher no doing a
0: Bond you. movie? That was kind of that kind of no no no, no, I actually no don't interests. want is as, as good as they'd be. Like I don't want I don't want the I don't want Nolan Fincher you don't want Tarantino. you don't want Scorsese. I don't want any of them because I don't <laughs> I don't want their next movie to be a Bond movie. Like, I want yeah. them to do what their what their next yeah. movie is. Like, it'd be cool to kind of... Here's the thing. If I knew that those guys would be making movies, you know, for the rest of their lives, Nolan's the only one that we can be sure of. I guess Tarantino can, but he says he's going to be done. If Tarantino really only has 10 movies, I don't want one of them to be Bond. If Fincher yeah. can't get money to make the movies he wants, I don't want one of the movies he makes to be Bond. You know what I mean? Like... If Tarantino said he's going to make movies till the day he dies, then sure, throw a Bond movie in there. But I don't want them wasting one of the final few films we may have from them on something that, you know, they may make interesting, but ultimately isn't going to be, like, an entirely new original idea. Yeah, bon-
2: no Bond movies ever made our top top of the decade. It never no. will. I
0: don't know. Guyfall might have. Might have. We talked about it, whether maybe it would be um, when we did that show about the best of the decade last year uh, or two years ago. Um, okay, what else you guys got? Anything? What do you guys think real quick of Kerry of Joji Fukunaga as a director?
2: I mean, I loved Sin Nombre and I loved uh, True Detective, so I, I guess I really like him He did on.
0: Jane Eyre, too, um, which we reviewed early on. In the podcast um, and he also did I didn't see Maniac which is that other series that he did with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone um, I like him I think he's a really talented director I, I it's, it's interesting to kind of see he's working on this like huge show now um, bigger than Bond I mean he's already hit the top yeah but it's apparently it's just like this massive TV show about like um, World War 2 bombers or something like that so Great. it's like huge sets and stuff um, but yeah I, I, I'm excited to see what, what he ends up doing next um, well guess what movies.
2: Jeremy shut it down Fisk gonna shut it down on Monday
0: that's true that quick fix that we did is gonna be outdated
2: yeah well we'll, 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 uh, we'll update people on that as it uh,
0: happens shutting it down alright that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the get your film fix podcast as we mentioned at the top Email us at feedback at getyourfilmfixpodcast.com. Check out the Horror Drafts podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, It'll give you a good pod to listen to after this one. It's not there to replace this one. I think we should make that clear. If you're going to only pick one, you pick this one, not the Horror Drafts podcast. In fact, it's probably better if you just don't listen to the Horror Drafts podcast.
2: What an endorsement! Well, stop, stop saying its name, then. We're saying
0: it. That's the endorsement yeah, Jesus part. Jesus Christ! Right? All press is good press. Okay, that's it. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with the last duel, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. Enjoying my coffee.